Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Not Without My Sister, where I, Rosemary McCabe, am here with my sister, Beatrice McCabe, and we're going to reenact the scene in Coyote Ugly where Piper Parabo tries to teach the Australian guy's name I've forgotten what it's like to feel nervous. Beatrice, go. Huh? I don't remember that at all. Are you joking? I've already explained this to you. We really need to figure out how to do this live watch because we are going to do that on our Patreon. We're going to do a live watch along of several cringy movies. Coyote Ugly is on the list. Burlesque is on the list. You get to choose some movies too, don't worry. I've never seen Burlesque. Well, you're going to watch it with our patrons. We're all going to watch I'd it I'd like to watch, um, although I suspect it hasn't aged all that well, Bopping Like a Bobblehead. What's that? Honey. Yeah. <laughs> Bopping Like a Bobblehead. <laughs> Honey with Jessica Alba and... Tay Diggs? Oh my God, I ne- have never enjoyed, I mean honestly when I was living in Milan and you you expressed your admiration, how much you had enjoyed this fantastic movie, honey. And I watched it truly incredulously and then spent, like I was like, I kept like checking that this was the correct movie. It was so desperate, but also hilarious. Oh it's an excellent I can film, ju- But I can classic. also, I wish I'd been with you because I can just imagine like the beaming grin on you when she's doing that dance at the beginning. You know what it is? I just love a dance movie. If you think about it, <laughs> Honey, Burlesque, mm. Coyote Ugly, Step Up, Step Up to the Streets, Step Up 3D. Hold on. I don't know that I'd call Coyote Ugly a dance movie. There's a lot of dancing on the bar in Coyote Ugly. I'd call it a piano playing movie. Please. Classical music movie. <laughs> Anyway, back to Honey. And then on a regular basis, I used to get those free postcards that mom loves free? to send. What? Yeah. I thought you paid for those postcards. I paid for this postage. And I would send you a quote and write, when this one you were living in Galway, do you remember? And I'd yes. be like bopping. Oh, do bopping I remember? Like because I'd be like, oh, I've got some posts. I'd be like, it's another postcard love, with a quote from Honey. Love, Honey. <laughs> it wasn't even love. It was like heart, Honey. And it was written in the most flowery. <laughs> oh, so annoying. But sorry, actually not back to Honey, back to Coyote Ugly. As I've explained before, to you on the podcast, Piper Perabo goes into this room full of mannequins and your man's like, what does it feel like to have stage fright? And she's like, well, I can't explain to you. I'll have to show you. So she dims the lights and starts crawling around between the mannequins and going, first your hands start to get sweaty and she takes her top off. I'm already getting more I know, but she has her hands over her eyes like she's <laughs> never heard anything so embarrassing. So first your hands start to get sweaty. <gasps> 
and things start to go a bit fuzzy as she slips off her skirt. You're actually getting a lisp. Slips off. <laughs> slips. Oh my God, hilarious. Have you read that David Sedaris book where he's talking about how in school they established that he had a lisp and sent him to the speech therapist and the speech therapist started asking him questions and he started trying to come up with all the words you can use that do not have S's in them. So she would say, are you a fan of XYZ? And he'd go, indeed. Because he'd <laughs> want to say yes. <laughs> I've just realised, I've just had an epiphanous moment. Is that a word? I don't know. You could just say an epiphany. No, an epiphanous moment, an epiphanous realisation. Okay, I've just had an epiphany. And that epiphany is, Rosemary, that what I find mortifying and embarrassing, you find sexually arousing. Because you just got super turned on by the idea for slinking around these mannequins. I did not get turned on. <laughs> Your face! Such, my nipples are always hard, Beatrice, since I had that baby. I said, your, I said your face! Rosemary, I don't actually think that your nose is your nipple. What the hell? My nose bull. No, I wasn't getting turned on. I was actually slightly laughing because I was imagining me trying to slip this skirt off. And like, even though it's the exact same type of skirt that Piper Perabo is wearing in that scene, it's quite, I have to like yank it off over my knickers and then like pull it down over my, you know, it gets caught. Rosemary, also, she wasn't wearing knickers, no doubt. She was, she was wearing, wearing panties. Yeah, exactly. There's a difference. In America, they're in panties, which which I hate the word, I know, I as you can imagine, because I don't yeah. like discussing anything that touches any close part of your body. But you don't mind the word knickers. But I mean, they're not remotely sexual. It's not remotely suggestive of anything. Like, it's like saying parachute. It's like saying cleaning rag. Like, knickers. There's nothing attractive about knickers. But the only reason panties takes on a weird sexual, I know, a weird, like, sexual undertone is because in movies, we've heard people say so many times, slide off your panties. Who has heard that? In what movie? (laughs) (laughs) You're from Cork now. Who has heard that? What movie? I thought you were going to say you've written it down in your novels and your no, books. No, I also definitely so read it in Judy Bloom as well. No, you didn't. Judy Bloom, slide off your panties. No, not slide <laughs> off your panties, but like, like he pushed my panties to the side in Ralph. What? what? Called forever. Are you having a laugh right now? No, I'm going to have to reread this now. Uh, so yes, you find. are. And it's going to say something like, my panties stayed firmly on because I was a child of 13. No, she was having sex with her boyfriend and his penis called Ralph, remember? Oh, no, I didn't read in that. In Forever. One. No, I didn't read she that. She didn't read Forever. No, look at the face. Oh my God, I read forever and then was like, oh my God, nearly killed hiding it in the house. because so I was like, nobody better find this. I've never seen your eyes roll quite so much. So, oh, you were killed hiding it? Because I was afraid you were, well, actually, you know what? From my experience of you telling mom that I'd been like down the village at lunch when I wasn't supposed to, I was afraid you'd find it and tell mom. Excuse me, that happened once and you didn't know about it till about two years I ago. I suspect it. The reason that we started with Piper and your man is that I thought we could talk about things that make us exceptionally stressed or nervous or anxious in the run up to them. Okay, well, if anybody ever said to me, slide off your panties or, well, if they said slide off your knickers, I'd be like, gross. And if they said slide off your panties, I'd be like, who would be saying that to me like now, apart from anything else? Okay, okay. Let's be horrified. Let's spend our disbelief for a moment. That would make me exceptionally nervous because I'd be like, I'm sorry, all I have are massive knickers. Okay, let's suspend our disbelief for a second, right? Imagine you're having an affair, a torrid affair. Oh. And your affairer, your affairee, the other person you're having the affair with. Partner in the affair. Whatever. 
sends you a text saying, I can't wait to see you on Friday. I'm going to slide off your panties. I'd be like, <laughs> make you nervous <laughs> about like, seeing him on Friday. I'd be like, that sounds very uncomfortable, but you go for it. <laughs> I'd be like, I better put on my mega babe tie slide stuff so you can actually slide them and they won't just get caught on my chub. No, Rosemary, I thought you meant like he'd literally be sliding off my panties. <laughs> I was like, that what? sounds really uncomfortable. He'd be sliding off? You me? said, I'll see you on Friday, I'll be sliding off your panties. <laughs> I was like, I can't wait to slide off your panties. This is He's exactly very like our parents had an elderly friend they were very fond of. And she told them one day that she got the oddest phone call. Do you remember? Oh, she goes, somebody rang me today and he said. No, no, you're telling the story wrong. Do you remember you- mom was in the kitchen with Mrs. O whatever? And she, All right. Well, I remember, wasn't going to say her name. No, you don't have to say it, but she could say mom was in the kitchen and she was listening to this conversation. Oh, Do you remember? I she told her. No, no, she was in the kitchen. Mom, mom was in the kitchen making a cup of tea with her. And everyone goes, oh, hold on, I'll just answer the phone. She goes, hello, no, I'm, well, yes, this is she. Um, yes, what am I wearing? <laughs> well, I'm wearing a red sweater. And what else? Oh, yeah. And she said a slip. Oh, yeah, a slip and... What's your tights? Un- what's underneath it? Well, my tights. <laughs> <laughs> and mom was making all the gestures of like, hang up. <laughs> oh, and then she goes, I have my holy cross pin on my Did cardigan. She? Yeah, do you remember? <laughs> Amazing. I'm surprised the other person didn't just hang up. Probably having such a laugh. It's probably like some 11 year old somewhere having a great oh, laugh. That hadn't really occurred to me. I just thought it was some like old perv. Well, they were also probably having a great laugh in fairness. That would really kill your boner though. Well, holy cross pin. Rosemary, people's boners are... Unkillable awful. No, everybody's turned on by something different. Right. Let's get back to being nervous. What things fill you with anxiety? Fetishes, in fact. I was just... Sorry, just to go back. They don't fill me with... But like I was reading about someone yes, yesterday online who discovered uh, some OnlyFans who now crushes dolls' houses in her spare time for people who have a giant test fetish. Right? Huh. I know, I was like, I could be... I was just thinking. A lucrative business opportunity. Maybe we should take this bit out so nobody steals the... (laughs) It was more like, does it have to be a doll's house or could it just be any random half-broken toy? I was about to say, I don't think you could destroy doll's houses. You like doll's houses too much. I love doll's houses. Mm -hmm. I love them. I was actually thinking of buying some more books on doll's houses and I want to go to that massive doll's house expo. You said you would come with me next year. The massive one, the huge big one in Chicago. It looks unbelievable. I... Entirely wipe that from my mind, but I'm sure I will if you wish to go. Well, honestly, I don't know that I actually love... I, the thing is, though, I don't know that I want to go and see... Well, I mean, I would love to go and see it. I, lo- I, I mean, I did buy a doll's house once for the kids, convinced that they would... Play know, with it. Play with it, and they just didn't really. Disappointing. It was very disappointing. But I don't know that I loved the, like, observation. I loved the making of the doll's house. I loved the wallpapering of the walls, the making of the food, the making of the doll. It wasn't as much like the playing. There was no playing. It was like miniatures, Rosemary. And I also feel like if you went to the Dolls House Expo, would you not just see a whole load of people who love Dolls Houses and then be like, oh, these people seem lonely? I don't think they seem lonely. They all seem delighted. But I mean, also everything you go to, you go, who are these people? Well, that's true. But anyway, look, can we get back to things that make you nervous? Name one. That like, like fill you full of, oh. Being forced to have an OnlyFans account. Genuinely. Oh, you are, Okay. Posting on Instagram makes me nervous. Oh yeah, good. I was, I was like, think of something realistic you actually have to do. Who in your life has tried to force you to have an OnlyFans account? Ever. Nobody, <laughs> <laughs> but like, okay, posting on Instagram makes me nervous because I've never actually had to do it because you've done it for me. And I've posted the odd random thing. And in that second, before I press post or whatever it is, 
Like, I don't know how to do all of the, you know, adding words, etc. And I'm sure it's like a case of sitting down and doing it a couple of times and just getting used to it. And I will. I will do it now because I have actual time on my hands. You don't. I theoretically have time on my hands. Yeah, you have no time on your hands. You're the busiest person I know. Well, you're actually one of the, you're actually also, we're very busy, both of us. But the moment before pressing post or upload or whatever it is, I get this hyper stressful, like fizzing feeling in the top of my head and in my neck. And I just get super concerned and then like once you post it it's good you know what I mean can then I don't even imagine, think about it again imagine if you did something that would get you cancelled like by accident do you know what I mean imagine if you shared something you would die of like that you know what I mean stress anxiety like if you posted something and people suddenly went oh my god like it's really I can't believe you posted that's really inconsiderate that's really you know ableist or whatever I feel like you'd be very upset I mean well, like, wouldn't we all if we posted something? I know. I feel like I'm more worried about it just looking stupid, about like it just oh. happening, about it posting sideways or like posting to somebody else's account. Not that that's possible, but you know what I mean? That's more I'm worried about not doing it correctly versus doing something that is. I mean, I already posted the one that I was like, my zinnias. And everybody wrote, those are poppies. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Because <laughs> I bought the seed packet of zinnias and they turned out to be poppies. That was actually the best. And they just were unkillable. They were un-get rid of, ridable of. And I, on the other hand, remember bought the poppy seeds, planted them on my planter, was delighted when they all seemed to be coming up, watered them lovingly for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then they were weeds. The poppies never came up and I was watering weeds. (laughs) They literally, I was like, why are these not flowering? I started looking them up on my plant app and it was like, like root weed, round weed, (laughs) moss weed. I was like, fuck off. Not a single, single poppy. So annoying. A pack of about 100. I also planted about 100 sunflowers this year and I now have six. I think the birds ate all the seeds. I I think they did. Well, I mean, I told you about, I I came across my plants last week. I walked across the garden at about 4pm in the afternoon and there was a chipmunk just sitting, like true cartoon style, sitting in the middle of a flower pot that I just planted a load of seeds in. Just pulling them out, like just pulling them out and scoffing them. And as I like, I walked, I, know, I ran. It's so annoying. But I ran towards him at speed, shouting. It didn't even move. Did you get up close to him or did he move? I got really end? close to him. And finally, he just kind of scampered off. I'm not that fast, but he scampered <laughs> off. I was like so raging. Oh, I know what you're afraid of. Phone calls. I was going to say that about you because I think you hate making phone calls as well. You're always trying to get me to call the Sorry, hairdresser for you. I don't like making them. We've already had this conversation. Answering them. Oh, you don't like uh... answering. If the phone rings... You will not pick it up if you don't know who it is. Oh, no. I was actually about to say, I frequently pick it up if I don't know who it is. But if I do know who it is, I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk on the phone. If it's my friend, I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk on the phone right now. Only to mom. No. Well, no. Or mom. This is Patreon. <laughs> no. This is public. No, no, no. I don't do that to mom. Well, sometimes I do that to mom. If I'm in the middle of something. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. But no, the thing at the moment that is stressing me out and making me really anxious and really nervous is more broadly the launch of my book, but then specifically next week I'm having photographs taken. And like, I've had a lot of photographs taken in my life. So I was very in demand as a model in my youth. No, because I've like basically written a lot of pieces about myself. Honestly, that one you did of yourself, that one of you and who was it? Lenny for American Apparel. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, we talked about that already. I know, no, I know, but just it's up on the, it's up on the, it's on our our feed. It's amazing. Oh, it's desperate. But anyway, yeah, I've had loads of photographs taken and I don't know if it's a combination of like, I'm not feeling great about myself at the moment, about my body, but I think it's just, this feels like really important these photographs feel more important than like if I did an interview previously or I did a piece for Image magazine they wanted a photograph of me standing next to my bike it's like grand whereas now it's like this photograph is going to accompany a piece about the book I've written that is very personal and about my dating life and I can just envision you know what it is as well I feel like a lot of people are going to go oh my god I can't believe she's written a book about her dating life or about having sex who would date her because like previously when I've done stuff I think I even tweeted one time about talking about like just casual sexual harassment, We're talking about everyday sexism and like going like, oh, you know, this happened to me and this happened to me. And loads of people tweeted me going, looking at you, that never happened. Basically, like who would sexually assault you? And you're like, A, people who sexually assault people are not that selective. And B, well, fuck off. I don't think, but I mean, sexual assault's not about being no, selective. It's not. about being an assaulter. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. about power. So. It's about power and it's about control and it's about demeaning it's someone. About and opportunity and it's... Yeah, and misogyny and... Yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's... Beside the point, I do feel like, because this book I've also written about, like my sexual experiences and, you know, different things that have happened. And I just, I'm nervous that that's going to be part of the response, especially in putting pictures out there of me, that it's going to be like, sorry, people had sex with this person. So so it probably is, right? You probably are going to get some of this, unfortunately. But I was only saying to you today, it seems to me on Instagram that a ton of people have turned off, have disabled comments recently because I think people are getting really nasty as well. Again, for Mm -hmm. whatever reason. Now, I think they always have been, but they're feeling very free to comment on, like I see a lot of people commenting on people that they think have eating disorders. Oh yeah. I've seen loads of that lately. I've seen loads of people basically going, you're obviously taking Ozempic. And I'm like, Okay, maybe, but like send that in a WhatsApp to your friend if you're speculating about somebody else's medication. Well, I think, I think, you know, we're not responsible for other people and they get very angry. They get, I mean, Mm. it's their own insecurity coming out. And like, I mean, I'm sure we all, even the fact that I would have some of these thoughts and send them to you, right? Mm. That is my own insecurity. What difference does it make to me if so-and-so is on Ozempic? And obviously there's an element of like, I feel envious, I feel this, I feel, but also I could do that if I wanted to and I haven't done it, right? So Mm -mm. clearly. So like, I need to just worry about myself as I yeah. say to my kids, right? But is there not a way for you to turn off comments for a while to, you know, and just actually be okay with it? I think that there's also a part where we feel like we need to be adult enough to accept what's said to us and maybe we don't. Well, I'm not actually worried about comments made to me directly, like on my Instagram mm-hmm. or on my Twitter because 
Well, on Twitter, you can mute or block someone. On Instagram, you can delete the comments and again, mute and block them. But it's yeah, but more... you also have to read them first. So maybe it's yeah. a way to just decide that you're not going to but have see, them. But see, I don't think these comments will be on mine. I think they'll be on, say if I do a piece for the Irish Independent, I think when they share it to their Facebook, it'll be on that Facebook post. I think when they share it in their Instagram, it'll be on that post well, and I'm going to read it. Well, could you not also ask them before you do this to remove offensive comments? Uh, I don't think they would. I don't think news organisations would and I actually wouldn't ask them either. Why not? Because I think that would make me sound too precious. Like, like I, you know, I'm putting this out there, but I'm not willing to take any criticism. I actually think you'd be fine. I look at The Guardian, it says anything out of tone, you know, out of... Yeah, yeah. But like certain papers, I think, feed on that. They love it, you know? Not papers, certain news organisations, certain sites, like they encourage that kind of... And, and you know the kind of people who go there because they go there knowing... Yeah, because... Uh, yeah. There's and, no moderation. Yeah, and they want more comments and more interaction because yeah. it feeds yeah. into the... I just, I just don't think I would ask. Oh, and like, I would ask. Yeah, I mean, maybe I should feel okay asking, but I wouldn't feel okay asking. Yeah, I'm saying I would because I'd yeah, just no, be I like, know. it's. I don't need to be reading that. And and to your point, and you're the person who will go and read I it. I know. You'll go and look to read it. I know. Whereas, and I don't know how to, I mean, the easiest answer would be like, don't go and read it, right? But I know myself, I know I will go and read it. And I don't know what to do to prepare myself for reading it. Yeah, I mean, I feel you know like as I mean? well, sometimes when you're down in the dumps, which, you know, or when you're feeling paranoid, but not one, not you, when one, mm. like I know that when I am feeling bad about things, that's when I go and search out things to make me feel worse. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. very often we're, we're self-saboteurs in that mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. definitely. Like definitely when I'm feeling low, I, I go on and I look at Tattle much more often because I'm like, like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm feeling so terrible. What are people saying about me? Maybe yeah, kind more of, terrible. Well, you're kind of validating or allowing other people to validate. Yeah, people affirming my bad thoughts about myself. But yeah, I'm nervous about having these photographs taken, even though I don't mind the actual process. Like, like remember when I had my hen party and you booked a photographer and I was like, I don't want a oh, photographer. And then she arrived gosh. and I was like, photograph me this way and that oh my way God. stand here. And Fast I, forward a couple of hours yeah, and grand. she literally had the fan blowing oh my God, in your hair. Great. Yeah, maybe and you I loved should, it. Maybe I should get a fan for next week. Oh, you week. definitely should get a fan for next week. But yeah, that was like, that was so much fun and it was lovely. And I don't mind the act of having my photograph taken, but it's just the thoughts of preparing for it. Mm-hmm. What will I wear? How will I do my makeup? I'm going to do my own makeup and I'm going to do my own hair because I never really like it when I get it done. So like those things I can control, but just the like trying to think about the planning of it stresses me. But it's, you know what? It's similar to the planning of going on holidays. I love being away and I don't mind the actual process of going to the airport and going through security. That doesn't really stress me out. The planning of what am I going to wear? I'm going to make sure these things are washed, make sure these things are dried, blah, blah, blah. That stresses me out. Does it? I think it was more the planning of deciding that you're going stresses you out. Because like when I texted you yesterday, I said, will you come away for a couple of days at the beginning of July? And I get that you're busy, right? Mm. But you're like, oh, you know, when you love a plan, some plans stress you out. I feel like those, those, like when I say, we go away for a week here and you're like, oh, I don't know. And then like what happens is then I can't book it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, and I mean, I'll, I'm going to go. This isn't about like, this isn't about, this isn't about you. Uh, a book and men more. This is, this is not about you. This is not about you. No, well, this instance is also not about you, but, and I'll go, you know, by myself, but I kind of wait. Why don't we just go the next week though? Because July 4th is going to be super busy anyway, isn't it? Well, that's what's going to be fun though. There's going to be a lot of things oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Activity. Yeah. So it'll be good for the kids. So. It's more that I like, and then I hang on waiting for you or whoever. Mm. And then I kind of go, oh, now it's too late or it's gotten too expensive. Yeah, or whatever, yeah. You know, so I was like, I, I just need to, but that's my fault. Like, I just need to say, I'm going, would you like to come? Yeah. But you don't give me a yes or a no. You give me a, I'll decide later. And I'm like, um, you'll give me, I'm sure you're going to give me a no now, but you know what I mean? And I think that's, those things stress me out too, those while well, committing to 
a vacation because I kind of go, should I do the hotel first or the flight first? Mm-mm. I find that actually stressful because I'm like, if I do the flight now, then I can't get a hotel. Or if I do a yeah, hotel, yeah, then I can't get the versa. flight. Yeah. Yeah. And I hate calling the travel agents. Oh, I hate it too. But actually, I saw somebody the other day saying that they had looked up a hotel. They'd looked it up on hotels.com, on booking.com, on the hotel's website, and then they called them and the best price they got was from calling them. And I was like, oh, I Calling the hotel? Calling the hotel. Hmm. And basically saying, hi, I want to stay from these dates. The lowest price I can get online is X. Can you do any better? And they said the hotel can always do better because when they do it through hotels.com or booking.com, they obviously have to pay them a percentage. Hmm. So they'll do you better if you call them, which I thought was interesting, but also... Hmm. Ugh, I'm going to make Brandon do that if everyone needs to do it. Oh, I could do that. That's a good idea. He loves calling people. Well, I, now that you see, mom and dad are coming as well in July. So now oh, I'm yeah. trying to figure out if I should go. Like, it seems like no time at all between now and then. It's like three and a half weeks. Oh, and God, thank God. I cannot wait. Oh, it's going to be great. But then we committed our children to this stupid zoo camp next week. This week. I'm, this week that I'm no, sure they're yeah. going to love, right? But then I'm like, so I can't do anything until next week. Then suddenly it's two and a half weeks and I want to go away for a week to the beach. And I'm yeah. like, I don't know that I can get all this done. And this zoo camp is stress. I'm like, I, I'm regretting this timing, but I wanted to send them later in the summer in my defense. And, and you said you wanted to do it early so that uh, before you wanted to go away. Yeah. But I'm now regretting that it, that it's before my book. So I'm just like, I have so much no, to do this week. it'll be great. It'll be great. No, I know, it'll be I know. done. It'll be over. And, they, and well, Bo's already complaining about it. Thanks a lot, mom, for signing me up for something that I never said I wanted to do. I said, I literally asked what? you. I asked you, I converted you. Oh, by asking mom, do you mean you're doing this, Bo? I was like, no, that's absolutely not what absolute I mean. Absolute creep. My absolute ingratitude. Cheek. My God, I don't want to like, throttle them. Um, I'll tell you what else makes me nervous. Presenting on Zoom calls. I hate it. Or like important meetings via Zoom. Now, that's a problem because like a lot of what I, I do is, is remote now and it's going to be remote as we go forward. But like stand up in front of a room of a thousand people, talk about something, give a presentation. No problem. Yeah, do it on Zoom. Do it on Zoom. Mortified. I actually, you know what? I hate doing podcast interviews on Zoom or otherwise. I don't mind doing them face to face. If I'm going into a room and going to meet someone face to face, record, perfect, fine. But if I have to do it on Zoom, I'm like, oh God. Yeah, and I don't know why. I mean, it gets okay, but I think it's because I can't see everybody. I think on Zoom, I can't see all the faces. That's kind of intimidating. Yeah. So like, I'm I'm like, are they all, are they even paying attention? Are they rolling their eyes? Yeah. Are they rolling their eyes? Are they typing to each other? Because you know, the chat function, there's an awful lot of like people half listening and half chatting like, oh, the nonsense as if. Oh my God. That reminds me. I was definitely on a Zoom for one of my friends, like hens or birthdays or something. And two or three of our friends were definitely texting each other because I was like looking at them all kind of texting and then little knowing smiles. I was like, I'm going to murder you all. Well, I think but there's I a lot of that. To text me as well. I think that there's a lot of that actually, and I haven't seen anything written about it. But I noticed definitely, like after we went remote, right after mm-hmm. like we went hybrid, and there was always somebody who was remote. So the meetings, you're always on your computer, mm-hmm. even if you're in the room with twenty people. That's oh one yeah, person is remote, yeah, yeah. so you're all on your computers, and people are all texting each other, which is like would have been so unacceptable three yeah. years ago to be texting. You while know, in a meeting. Yeah, yeah while yeah. in a meeting. But you wouldn't, but like if your laptop up, so you're like Maria looking like you're or taking notes or whatever. Notes, yeah. Or like yeah. you're writing something important or you're messaging, oh, remember to say this in the meeting. Yeah. Well, what you're yeah. really saying is, have you seen the state of Susie's hair today? You know? Yeah, yeah. And nice t shirt, Kevin. Yeah. And it's quite. Um, Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and it's quite um, intimidating. But anyway, yeah. so I hate that. Um, but I also equally get incredibly nervous um, in like groups of five or 10. So I'm fine with a thousand. Oh, that's funny. It's like the kind of anonymous sea of faces is fine. And I can kind of stand up and give a presentation. Yes. And there's a Q&A at the end. But the more intimate, like five or ten, this is you're giving a presentation. I get kind of cringe as well. Oh, that's interesting. 
You know what I hate? The first few minutes of a Q&A when they go, does anybody have any questions and nobody puts their hands up? I find that so awkward. And then I always become the dickhead person who puts their hand up first because I always want to break the silence. You know what I mean? When there's like, you're waiting and you can tell people want to ask questions, but they don't want to be first. And I'm obviously like, I don't mind being first, but I'm also going, I just can't take the silence and I can't take the looking around going, anyone, anyone, anyone? I'm like, fine, I'll do it. I also, if I have a question to ask in a Q&A, almost pass out before oh, I ask it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never plan to ask questions in a Q&A. I only ever do it like because I'm like, oh, fine, I'll, well, I'll, I'll come up with something on the spot. But if I have something in mind, yes, yeah, same, I'm sweating. I'm yeah, like, sitting there yeah. going... When yeah, I'm gonna go to the Q and A. Really want to ask this question, but <gasps> yeah, my no heart idea. is my heart yeah. is pounding. I yeah. get all clammy, like my hands. Can you imagine go cold. me sweat popping out like <laughs> my arms. It's like I've just had a shower. Why? Why is I've that? No like, idea. I ask really it weird. T- I'm like, I'm gonna ask a question, and it, whether it's a good question or like a provocative question, I, I truly, it's like, I wouldn't be surprised. They're like, beard is keeled over. <laughs> oh my god, what was I at? I was at a movie. Oh, Sing Street in Dublin. So it was a movie based in Dublin, based in Sing Street, the school, and it was a musical. And I was at the premiere and I remember they asked for questions at the end and they had the director and the cast there, right? And it was obviously based in this like inner city Dublin school and all of the characters in it had real like Dublin accents and they were real, just like city kids, right? And then on stage they had all the actors and they were all South County Dublin, like very posh accents. And I was going to ask in the Q&A, basically, could you not get any actors from the inner city? And so I put up my hand and I'd been invited by the PR person and... uh they went through the Q&A and they basically, when it came to the last question, I think she was kind of pointing to me to go, she has a question, but then didn't fucking Jedward put up their hands together. So they got to ask questions because they're like famous, right? So they're like, oh, John and Edward, you have a question, right? So I was like raging. And then afterwards, the PR person said to me, oh, I'm really sorry. I saw you had a question. We didn't get you. And I was like, oh, no, you actually shouldn't be sorry. You wouldn't have liked it. And she was like, why, what was it? And I told her and she was like, oh, thank God. But isn't it all about the framing? It doesn't have to be, could you not find? It's like, was there a deliberate choice? You know, how did the casting process work? Because obviously this was, you know, based in the inner city. Well, see, I obviously wasn't, well, not I obviously, I wasn't going to say that because I feel like if if you ask the question too nicely, you give them room to say, well, the casting process involved blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure as well that a lot more kids from South County Dublin go to acting classes and get the notices saying there's an audition happening. Basically, the wealthier you are, the more likely you are to go to drama classes, right? I mean, Colin I would Farrell would disagree. But I would I'm wonder... Not saying, I, I'm not, I have no knowledge of Colin Farrell's upbringing. <laughs> Send him a text there. Or, um, no, but I would say like of any... I mean, I don't know either, right? So this is kind of based on my supposition mm-hmm. is that in a drama class in Dublin or in the Gaiety School of Acting, what percentage are inner city dubs and no, what no. percentage are I mean I understand not, that you can argue say. it anyway but like I don't think I think going in also with a highly abrasive question is going to get you shut down immediately so like I think there's a middle road where you can ask you can do a very political take on it like I, I'm always very impressed by certain people that I've worked with who can ask very incisive probing questions in a way that like allows you no wiggle room mm. but doesn't come across as aggressive yeah I just see, yeah see I just don't know how I could have asked that question and kind of got them to think about it in that way no, without they would, being forthright. They, you know what I mean? Because they would have just been like, no matter what way you ask, they would have shut it down. Well, they you would have just I mean? said, we just got the right people for the roles. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, talent will out. Yeah. The other thing that makes me incredibly nervous and only in the last, well, I was going to say only in the last, the recent, only in the last 15 years, I used to be absolutely fine with having blood taken or donating oh. blood. And then I went in one day to Dublin and I donated blood and this was about the third or fourth time I'd done it and I nearly fainted afterwards. They had to give me a Mars bar. Make me feel much better immediately. But I literally went like all clammy, all green, had to lie down. 
nearly passed out and that had never happened to me before. And ever since then now, whenever I get blood taken or even actually when I went in for my um, colonoscopy and they had to put an IV in my, my arm or whatever, I remember they put it in and they send you to like a waiting area and they're like, hey, we're going to take you in in 20 minutes. We're going to wait for whatever it is. And I was sitting there and I suddenly went, um, I don't feel well. And I remember I put my head back on the wall like this. And I was like, I think I'm going to faint. And they immediately grabbed me in my wheelchair, put my head between my legs, wheeled me in and lay me down. And then I didn't wake up till it was over. I was raging. Because they were like, they were like, you'll be in a, you'll be in a like twilight sedation. So you'll probably be aware. And I really wanted to see it all in the little camera. Absolute gobber. I'll tell you what else makes me really nervous that didn't used to make me really nervous. It's turbulence and flying, actually. Flying, oh, not you so had much. kids. Since I had kids. Mm. Yeah, since I had kids, I'm very aware of my own mortality. And like every time, like the slightest round of turbulence, I turn to my children and with the most tremulous falsetto, I say, everything's fine, kids. It's fine. Just take care. We're totally <laughs> safe up here. But you also get super nervous if they're not with you, right? So it's like... Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, when I get really nervous, if they are with me too, and then I get really, yeah. then I start. I mean, I remember one time I was flying from, I think it was Asia, and the turbulence was like exceptionally bad. Oh. And actually, I was traveling with an individual who had had a family member who had died in a plane crash. Right. So she'd just been telling me about this yesterday, oh, the day before. And I was, of course, this was very like forefront of my yeah. mind. She used to say, like, I'm obviously very safe to travel with because the chances of this happening. But I was like, that's not how. Realistic works. No, but realistically, that's not how like odds work. You know what I mean? No, you're just, yeah, yeah. As, likely. You're just as likely as anyone else. Yeah. yeah. Which is like not very likely at all, right? But yeah, as, as our father would say, you're much more likely to get knocked down in a car. And do you get in the car every day? Yo, do you know what else makes me nervous? Mom driving my kids in the car now would make me very nervous. Ever since I had kids, anybody else driving them in the car makes me nervous. Oh. It's not so much now, but like, a couple of years ago when they were like babies, if somebody else took them out, I'd be so delighted. But I couldn't enjoy like the hour or two yeah. while they were gone because I was so worried about them, which is ridiculous. Because like, I drove in mom's car. Mom drove me for my entire life, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, more and dad. Th- yeah, more than she actually should have, right? Oh God, we were talking about dad yesterday because so ridiculous. My, my, um, because the side mirror in my car has a big chip in it, right? Like the plastic casing is broken. And uh, Nash was like, what is this? Because he's at this he's at this phase of now he's 12 and everything that's broken is mortifying. Right? Oh, car, yeah. I remember. I remember. Yeah, because he was looking at somebody else's car yesterday. He was like, why can't we have... I mean, now my car is mortifying. But like in my defense, I will say that honestly, not one of these dings is... Oh, it's from you. I know. And it enrages me. And I called up the panel beater the other day and they're like, oh, we're currently booked through September. So I just gave up. Then they were like, what's the last eight digits of your VIN? I'm like, how am I supposed to know? So I clearly was not (laughs) Not organized. Yeah, Yeah. I was not in the mood. I was not ready for this conversation. But now I know what I need to do. Anyway... And Nash is going through this. He goes, why is this broken? I was like, well, let me tell you about Philip McCabe, Philip Rally Car Driver McCabe. So last time dad was here, he was showing them all the pictures and the video. He's got some video of him uh, racing cars. Yeah. In his Hillman Imp. And he was showing us anyway. So he was showing them all. They were all like impressed, but not impressed enough, if you know Mm. what I mean, because they don't get it yet. Like, oh, yeah, that's cool, you know. And so when he was here last time, anyway, dad, you know, the way the post boxes here are right on the road. So like I give them all a wide berth as any wise person would do. Right. And dad, like he's such a backseat driver, you know, is there a reason you're driving so far away from your side of the road? I go, yeah, I'm trying not to run into the mailboxes. Two sheets of paint, Beatrice, two sheets of paint between you and anything. That's all you need. Any good driver, right? So no, he goes out then to get the groceries with mom, right? <laughs> Comes back. Now, I've genuinely never seen mom look so delighted, right? She was <laughs> Cheshire cat grin. And I go, 
what's going on? And she goes, Poor Philip, dad. Philip, would you like to tell your daughter what happened? Dad comes in looking super sheepish. Well, um, I was driving home from the supermarket and uh, clipped your wing mirror there off one of the mailboxes. Oh, somebody else's mailbox? Yes. Oh, I thought it was your mailbox. No, somebody else's. <laughs> totally. Like he was whizzing down the road two sheets of paint <laughs> from between him. Well, I told you I nearly ran over some old woman checking her mail the other day. Oh, you did not. And this is not a humorous anecdote, Rosemary. Sorry. Oh, you're such a dick. <laughs> I didn't run her over, did I? But it was it was when we'd had that fight and I was bawling, crying, driving home. I know, I was in a rage. I was like, <laughs> I think it was actually after I turned around to come back here. So I was probably even crying even more. I'm going to have to go back and be contrite now. <laughs> and then this you were, woman. Were you contrite? Ish. You were we not. We were both contrite. Okay, I sorry. was very contrite. You were only sorry for leaving. No, I was sorry for the whole. I know I said I, I was sorry. I, I, I said, I know I said the wrong thing. And I remember I said, I'm sorry for saying the wrong thing. I know it was the wrong thing to say. I said that. Have you bleached your eyebrows? Knew that would distract you. That is <laughs> unbelievably look, This bitchy. one looks very light over here. It's because of the way the sun is, is hitting it. It's because I have no eye. That's so no, you bitchy. don't. You have little tiny eyebrows. I can see them. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's unbelievably mean. Look at how happy you are right now. That's really mean. It's really hit me where it hurt there. Well, listen, not everybody can have their eyebrows tattooed like me. <laughs> Except for that old Spanish man who told me that I had reserves and didn't need a granola bar, remember? What's that got to do with your eyebrows? He had his eyebrows and his, <laughs> and his eyeliner tattooed. <laughs> I know, yeah. Imagine, like, it's so... Something now I get nervous asking Spanish men for granola bars ever since that. Please, move <laughs> on. So anyway, so you came back crying, you nearly knocked down the old granny. Yeah, and... and she kind of went like, you know, gave me the hand like, slow down. Dead and I right. was like, you shouldn't be checking your mail in the middle of the day, granny. What? When are you supposed to check it? I rolled down the window and said, fuck you. Gave her the finger. No, I didn't. Imagine. No, I didn't. I'll tell you what else makes me nervous here in America. Anybody who drives badly or is dangerous in the car because you can't beep. Oh, I haven't you can't beeped do my anything. horn once since I moved here. And it re- I used to love beeping my well, horn. I'm telling just... a lie. I beeped yesterday. <gasps> and the minute I beeped, well, this person was driving right up behind me, right? I came into a 30 mile per hour zone. Mm-hmm. I slowed down to 30 oh, miles exactly yeah. just to annoy them. They were mm-hmm. like, honestly, on my, like, what's it called? Right in my tail. What's it called? Uh, that thing. Oh, and then they And then they undertook me. They didn't overtake me. They went into the slip lane and went around me, right? The hell? Yeah, really dangerous. And then sped up. But also to get to the traffic lights and then to get to the next. So I was like right beside them. So I did a massive beep and then I really regretted it because I kept pulling. Are they going to get out now? I kept pulling alongside them then and like trying to look the opposite direction, pretending I was somebody else. Because like in America, how many people whip out their guns? Which reminds me of a story that I think dad once told me. So even back in the day, so this is where dad will go, listen. It's not about the gun, it's about the person. Which, Dad, I disagree. But remember the time Dad tells us, he tells this story with great hilarity to the kids. He's a very bad example. How he was driving along with a friend of his and they had a load of tools in the back of the car because they'd just come from some, like, work site. <laughs> and they, I can't remember, they, anyway, they they ended up... They like, got into some, like, fracas. Kind of fight with yeah. the car next to them. It sounds like something out of Greece. Like, yeah. pathetic little boys and going, eventually, like, it's, we'll go faster, we'll go yeah, faster. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. Anyway, they basically, they, they cut somebody off or somebody yeah. cut them off. So anyway, they ended up side by side at the traffic yeah. lights. And, and the your guy, man gave them the finger, didn't The guy he? gave them the finger and they gave the finger back because they're really classy. And then he shook his fist and then they shook their fist back. And then he re- reached over in his car, picked up a hammer and shook it at them. <laughs> and dad was delighted, reached into the back of the car, picked up his own hammer, shook it a, back. A bigger hammer. Yeah, a bigger hammer. Yeah hammer and the two of them him dad and the friend laughing their heads off until the guy then in an absolute like apoplexy dropped the hammer jumped out of the car and made a beeline over so it started like <laughs> slam, banging on the window and they, of course like 
they like zoomed out of there the minute the light turned green. So kids, what not to do? Just look the other way and be the bigger person, etc. Not like me. Do not beep. Do not beep in America. It's actually a fact. I know. And I really miss beeping. I used I to love I, that. I miss it too. A good beep is very cathartic. I know. You know what else I miss? A bit of curtain twitching. I don't feel like I can do that here either. Do you have curtains? Oh, you do. You put them in. Yeah, we do have curtains. But like, I used to love when I lived in Dublin, like standing upstairs at the window, turning off all the lights and looking as the neighbours are having a fight. Whereas now, if anybody has a fight in our street, I'm like, oh, I better not look out in case anybody shoots me. <laughs> really depressing I used to absolutely love it I was just reminiscing about it with Liam the other day you know Don was reminiscing the other day about like shouting out the window in New York he's like people in New York really accepted like you shout you open the open the window the bedroom window and shout out like shut up it's 2am and I was like I don't know that they did it's more like that they didn't know exactly which house it came from oh yeah and it was like you were on the higher floor oh my god should you remember one night uh, we called the guards wasn't it like one of the neighbours was oh yeah Somebody was knocking on the neighbour's door basically going, come out here, I'm going to fucking kill you, right? It was like really... In Ireland? Yeah, in Ireland. Oh. It was really dramatic. He was going, come out, I'm going to kill you. And it turned out, right, so he was shouting and he was going, my my kid saw that. My kid opened the laptop and he saw that. He saw that video. You come out here, right? So I was going, oh my God, what? Turned out your man had sold the other guy a laptop and his kid had opened it up and seen some video that had been saved on it, right? And I was in my head going, oh my God, it's, it's obviously child porn. Like, what the hell? They're going to... So, so I called the guards because I was like, there's a guy knocking on the other guy's door. He's saying he's going to kill him. Also, I want to go to bed. Would you come and sort this out, right? So the guards arrive, obviously, I'm upstairs in the bathroom window. Lights all off, like little hands, like a little meerkat looking out the window, right? Trying not to be seen. And I had said to the guards, I don't want to be identified and I'm not, you know, <laughs> knocking out, blah, blah, They're blah. probably like, it's your one. She's always no, no, called no, no. the police. Listen, listen, next thing you know, the French neighbour comes out. He goes, hello, yes, I called. It is that house up there. And I was like, oh my God, he's brave, right? So we're, we're watching he's out the French, window. He's French, more like. He's, yeah, he's not from around here. So we're looking out the window and the guards come along and they, your man had, by the time the guards arrived, he'd broken down the door and he'd given your man a couple of punches, I think, because he'd come out and gone, listen, steady on, steady on, blah, blah, blah. Imagine somebody knocking down your door and giving you some punches. I'd honestly be like, I'd be unconscious just with fright but it turns out your man who got the punches who'd sold him the laptop and the, and the kids had seen the video he'd been having an affair with your man's wife and the video was of him shagging the kid's mom. it was desperate you would punch someone if your kid had seen that video yeah but maybe I'd punch my wife not yes. that I'm I'm not espousing domestic violence but like she's the one who betrayed me I know but he's the one who left the video he's the one who had the audacity you'd to put a video on a laptop he then sold you you'd have to wonder if that was purpose. deliberate in fact yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I totally think he did it on purpose I'd say he was very nervous after that to sell any laptops. <laughs> not to have affairs. <laughs> no, not to have affairs, just to sell laptops. Beatrice, thank you so much for joining me, for telling me your deepest, darkest fears. Next time I go to make a Zoom call, I'll think of you. Oh. And I'll also feel nervous. That's really exciting. Thanks. If you're not on our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash notwithoutmysister. We'd really appreciate if you'd consider it. You help support the podcast, help keep the lights on at Podcast HQ, help keep Beatrice in Fort Wayne with moi. And oh, and leave us make a us review. feel good. Leave us a review. I love a good review. And send us in some questions, please. You know, I left somebody a one star review with a very scathing little message on Apple Podcasts the other day, and it hasn't shown up yet. So I'm That's now me. convinced. Why would you be telling everybody to send five? No, stars no, no. If you did this one star. This one star was on like a really horrifically transphobic oh. episode of a podcast I listened to, and was shocked. Oh, shocked, Beatrice. So I commented on it saying, basically, because it was this person. I mean, long story short. This person who was like talking about Christian values and stuff and then ended up like comparing transgender kids to saying, I mean, it's like anybody who has a drug problem or an alcohol problem or a transgender problem. I was like, what? What are you saying? Jesus would not approve. Well, he wouldn't. He went and he asked Zachariah, the tax collector, if he could stay in his house. He was going to be his friend. Everybody hated him. Jesus loves people that other people hate. It's true. 
Well, thanks for ending on that very serious note. Thank you all so much for listening and we will be back next week. Not Without My Sister is recorded in studio in Fort Wayne by Don Kirkland, who also wrote our theme tune and the original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.